Transformation. What's the biggest thing that would transform not only your life, not only your health, wealth, love, and happiness, but would transform how you think? Well, today's book of the day, I was reading this one, Helen Keller, The World I Live In and Optimism. By the way, I heard about this book. I use a little technique called uh, you know, leapfrogging. So I was reading uh, Conrad Hilton's book here. On He's the great-grandfather of Paris Hilton, and he was talking about how he built the Hilton Hotel chain and you know, went on to become one of the richest men in the world. And he said when he was 15 years old, in the midst of the Depression, he bought or found this book uh, by Helen Keller on his dinner table. And he took it and he read it and he found this quote on how to be optimistic and it helped him get through all the, you know, he went through the depression. If you know anything about depression, if you're a business owner, he owned hotels. He literally, I think he had like 50 hotels and he went down to like one left. And 80% of people who owned hotels went out of business during the 1930s and he made it. And he, he credits it all to this book. And this book really is a stepping board uh, for what I really want to talk about. Uh, which is transformation, okay? Every one of us, myself, you, uh, reach a point in our life or multiple points in your life where you're like, this is not my favorite part about myself. How do I transform? And uh, it's a really, I've been, I've been on this subject for a while mentally. Um, I've done a few recordings that you may have heard, a few of my book of the day emails if you're on my book of the day email. And let, let me just, let me let me start with a something from the book of the day. Now remember, if you don't know about Helen Keller, her story, I didn't know much about her story, but she was born with all, you know, she born normal when she was a little baby. At 19 months old, she developed like a super high fever, meningitis, and it left her uh, deaf and uh, blind. And uh, so, you know, you can imagine as a little kid going from that into complete darkness. So. Let me read something. Um, She says, and it's amazing that she even learned how to write a book. I mean, I was talking about this in one of the 67 steps I was just recording about man on the moon. Like you and I are confronted by all these life obstacles that we think are hard in contrast because we contrast the wrong way. Helen Keller had no sight, had no uh, hearing, but yet she was able to write a book that I'm reading now, you know, hundred years or so after she's dead that's pretty mind-blowing for me and you so we can start with the transformation of making sure you have the proper contrast biases set up compare yourself to people who accomplish really hard things and everything in your life will become a little simpler but that's not what I want to talk about if you're my 67 steps I have a whole video on that Uh, I want to talk about this line in this book so this book is all about you know she lost the traditional senses and she replaced it, right? Because you and I are born with a set pattern of how we understand the world. Eyesight and, uh, you know, hearing. Those are your two primary sensory modes that you've used every single day of your life. Now, imagine if that was taken from you. That's what happened to Helen Keller. And she had to go through a transformation in order to still be able to live life. And what she transformed uh, into her brain into touch. She replaced what you and I have traditionally used with touch. So she says here, ideas make the world we live in and impressions furnish ideas. 
My world is built of touch, devoid of physical color and sound. But she said, even without color and sound, it breathes and throbs with life. So there's a lot of stuff we can talk about in this book. It's a great book of the day. You got to pick this one up. Uh, but what I want to use, like I said, a springboard to go into another talking point. So here's your life here, okay, today. An accumulation, what did Helen Keller say? Your life is made up of ideas. Your world is made up, my world is made up of these ideas. You may not like the exact life you're living now. Maybe your health isn't too good or maybe you don't have enough money or maybe you don't have the social life or love or maybe you're not that happy. One of those four, I pretty much bet, is something that's on your mind. It's on all of our minds. So you're here. You want to go to here. Maybe it's that's a place of more happiness, a place of more wealth. Helen Keller said, or not what she said, what she had to do was in a sense, okay, and this is a loaded phrase, she regenerated her whole approach to life. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do in today's video or begin the process. And you see different religions speaking of this. Christianity has Jesus Christ. Uh, spoke of a very um, pretty mind-blowing concept. I think it goes something like this. Unless a man is born again, right? Unless you are born again, you won't see the kingdom. Buddhism, you know, Buddha sat under the tree until you reach this state of quote-unquote enlightenment. What What is enlightenment? It's the same thing that I think that... Uh, the same point of regeneration and transformation of what? Mind. It all begins in the mind. Helen Keller did all of these things from the mind. You and I right now are strapped down, held down by a tremendous amount of sensory perceptions. So let's just take your life. Keep it real simple. You were 10 years old. You were 14 years old. You were bullied. Kids made fun of you. So you were taking in the senses and the, you heard the laughter of kids laughing at you. Maybe you were fat. Maybe you weren't good at sports. Maybe you weren't good at math. You took in the laughter. Maybe a girl or a guy you asked out, they laughed at you. Well, we know genetically, as Sharon, Dr. Sharon Molem talks about, that will actually alter your genes. Moments of bullying, especially if they go long enough, you'll have a whole cortisol change, which is the stress hormone in your body. Uh, you will begin to uh, be uh, cortisol imbalanced. And this will affect most people for the rest of their life. They will preach, uh, uh, have more likelihood to be depressed, more to be alcoholic, likely to be alcoholic, and so on and so forth. So maybe that's you. You used your senses. Your senses, in effect, have now worked against you. And now it's translated into a physical change. And this is, by the way, is science here. This is science I'm talking about. I'm not talking about my opinions. Or, that's not important. Uh, I've talked about this good book, Inheritance, that talks about this a lot. So Helen Keller, of course, did not have that experience because she couldn't take in the senses very easily. Of course, she could be pushed or whatever, but she couldn't hear kids laughing at her, right? So. Right there, you see a different approach. Here's yours and mine, and here's hers. Now, 
What I'm asking you, obviously, this is not about whether you can see or hear or anything changing. This is saying, I want you to reprocess all that information that you've ever taken in. And this is complicated. Dr. Helen Fisher talks about this when it comes to love, how you see romance. You have accumulated through your senses into your brain, through your eyesight, through your hearing, through your sense of touch, through your sense of smell. Maybe you grew up in a, divorce, a family that was divorced or your mom and dad getting along, did not get along. Or maybe they're very, they were very happy. Uh, maybe someone died of cancer when you were young. If you're a human, there's very high likelihood that something fairly traumatic has happened to you. So you took that in, you assimilated it, and you rewired your brain at a genetic level. What I'm going to ask you today is, how do we unravel all of that wiring that is not getting you to the end game that you want? This is transformation. This is the transformation that everybody wants. You know, I, I was at Barnes and Noble, and uh, I see these, uh, uh, I see these, all these self-help books, hundreds of them, all talking about transformation. And obviously, I like self-help. I mean, this, some people might consider this a self-help video, but I had to think at the end of the day, most of these don't work for people. Diet books don't work for the most part. Why? Because they don't cause regeneration of mindset. Helen Keller, mo most people would have committed suicide. Remember, she was born able to see. Obviously, she was a little kid and she didn't. But imagine if right now your eyesight or something dear to you that's so primal to your life was snatched from you. Most of us are not able to regenerate our mind and go, okay, I used to think about life, let's say, I used to think about food and junk food as the most amazing thing I could ever taste. But now I'm regenerated my mind like Joel Salatin through new knowledge, where when I see a McDonald's hamburger, I literally see cows that are sickly that nobody wanted to buy. Now, this is not, let's not talk about McDonald's per se, but fast food, right? Junk food, crappy quality food. You see that, and instead of the rest of the world goes, mmm, tasty, you literally rewire your brain to use different senses that maybe like Helen Keller she said I used my hands to sense the whole world so you use a different part and you begin to regenerate the neural pathways of your mind and you see that burger as you dying young you depriving yourself of the ability to see your kids and grandchildren playing at your feet the inability to make friends to make money to be happy what if that burger to you appears that way. That's regeneration. That's transformation. This is the hardest uh, thing to do. This is the pinnacle of all self-help. Regeneration of sensory perception. How you take in the world. You know, it's amazing. And, and she actually says this here. Let me find this book. She says, uh, da, 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 da. My hand, uh, in large measure, this is Helen Keller, we travel the same highways, read the same books, speak the same language, yet our experiences are different. Think about that. I did that uh, uh, Myers-Briggs test, you know, EN, I'm an ENTJ. No, ENTF, I think. Oh, I should know, I forgot. This Jungian understanding, right? 
of this test, you may have done your personality test. By the way, leave a comment. Tell me what, uh, what personality type. It's interesting to see who's listening. So she's saying, hey, Ty, I've traveled down the same highway, read the same books, but because she has a regenerated mind, obviously it wasn't even her own choosing. Her sight and, and hearing was taken from her. She says here, what? Uh, yet our experiences are different. Same road, same path, yet our experiences are different. Some kids went to high school, the same high school as you. Their experience was, wow, everything I do, I do well. I'm the most popular kid in school. I'm a captain of the football team. I'm a cheerleader. Same school, amazing experience. Maybe you, that same school, you were at the bottom of the totem pole. You experienced everything different, brains rewired, and now you've lost control. We gotta gain the control back. Without control of your own mind, I'm telling you, you are nothing. My, Jeremy's dog was just in here, Madonna, this Labrador retriever. Uh, uh, and that dog is not alive in the same sense as you and I, in the sense that dogs do not fully perceive what's about to happen to them, right? Dogs don't really think about tomorrow. Maybe a little bit at instinct level, they eat extra food so they can put on weight for the future, but not consciously going, hmm, I wonder what I'm gonna do tomorrow. They're very present in the moment. You and I are not that way. So for you to rise above your natural primal thinking, like the dog, you're going to have to. Now, by the way, that dog is living the same experience as you and I. It's crazy. Well, sitting in the same room as you and I. I'm sitting in this room. That dog was here five minutes ago. But as Helen Fisher says, I mean, Helen Keller says, yet our experiences are different. Your experience of health, wealth, love, and happiness has been dictated to you by your surroundings, primarily things outside of your control that happened to you before 18 years old. Helen Fisher, like I said, Dr. Helen Fisher, talks about this with love. If you experience divorce, you're more likely to understand love uh, in a short-term mindset because your brain has taken in, okay, my mom, my dad were married, but then they broke up, and you begin to place that expectation in the future. That's why people uh, from divorced families uh, or multiple divorces oftentimes employ more short-term dating strategies. It's a fact. Not everybody. You're not locked into it, by the way. I'm not being deterministic about it. I'm just telling you the facts over millions of people. If you look at the general trend, that is a trend because what you have absorbed wires the brain. So the real question is there's things you want to get out. There's things you have to get out of your brain. There's senses and experiences that you must remove or you're not going to get the end game because I'm assuming your end game here is the good life. Health, wealth, love, and happiness. If you do not have that as your goal, you might as well stop listening to this video because of everything I says, I'm saying would be incorrect. It would be inefficient. I'm saying if you efficiently, before you die, want to get those things and preferably while you're young enough to enjoy them, then you got to become a transformation machine. Now you might say, how do I do that? That's a tricky conversation and it's not going to be answered just on this call. I don't want to oversimplify. Like Albert Einstein said, make things simple but not simpler than they are. So I'm not going to say, oh, here's three things you do and your mind will be completely regenerated and you'll be able to look deeply into your own brain and go, ooh, I don't like that part of me that's afraid of women. I don't like that part of me that's afraid of success and making money. Oh, I don't like that part that sees Cheetos as really good and sees 
carrots as nasty. Uh, like, I want you to be able to go in, operate like brain surgery on your own brain, cut it out with a knife, go whoop, that's not getting me what I want, this one's making me fat, it's done. Oh, this one over here, this one's making me broke all the time. Bam, I'm getting rid of it. We've talked about this with evolutionary mismatch. Some of these things are outside uh, of, of your control unless you spend and exert a good bit of effort. So Helen Keller, interesting, when she lost her sight, you know, she went through a period of time where she felt um, lost, mad at the world. You know, she was kind of a bad kid. She went hyper and crazy, but she was really trying to say, I can't communicate with the world. But eventually she figured it out. She took advantage. She, as Jeff Bezos says, uh, he, she innovated her way out. So let me just give you a couple things. One, two, three here to get you started. This is not to get you finished. I'm not a get rich quick person. I'm not a change your life overnight, except I think you can start overnight. That's why I said at the beginning of this video, today. Because today can begin to start and you should begin immediately. As uh, Ben Franklin said, do not put off for tomorrow whatever you can do today. This is something you can do today. So number one, it just starts with understanding that everything you want will not have anything to do with the economy, okay? So let's say the economy goes up or down, there's a housing recession, that is not the place uh, to begin changes in your life, worrying or hoping. Uh, it will not come through some luck event, like you win a lottery or you come up with a good business idea one day while you're like laying at a tanning bed or something or floating in the pool in the shower and boom, the angels shine down lights on you and then boom, that event is not gonna come from that. Uh, it's not gonna come from somebody else. So if you're waiting on somebody else, like, ooh, when this person comes around, I'll start making money. Or when, when I can afford a gym membership, then I'm going to get in shape. Or, you know, when the right girl or the right guy magically appears through the power of magic, I'm going to be in love. Uh, or, you know what, I'm not happy today, but I will be happy. I just got to get this crisis dealt with. No, that's number one. It just begins whenever you want it to begin. For, for Helen Keller... She, at one point, made a decision. I like when Tony Robbins says this. He says, decisions happen in the blink of an eye. My grandma in the 19, I think, 50s, her and my grandfather smoked cigarettes. And my grandma read something from the Surgeon General that said cigarettes weren't good for you anymore. And she said, I stopped overnight. My grandpa, so she just regenerated her mind. In that case, she was able to do it overnight. She's like, the neural pathways that took in smoking cigarettes absorbed that into her brain as pleasure. She literally turned it into pain and was like, this is gonna make me, this is gonna bring me death. I won't be able to see my children or my grandchildren or my great-great-grandchildren. And she just turned it off overnight. My grandpa, on the other hand, very intelligent person, but as Professor Meganson says about Charles Darwin, it's not the smartest or the strongest, but the most changeable that survived. And my grandpa wasn't willing to change. So he kept smoking and he died at 76 years old of emphysema. My grandma's still alive at 96, 20 years later. My grandfather only got to meet me and uh, maybe one other of his grandkids, and he robbed, and, and it was, she was a tremendously positive influence on me, and he robbed his other grandchildren of that experience. Why? Wasn't able to re rewire his brain and go, cigarettes are bad. So 
it's going to happen. The process begins in the blink of an eye. That can begin for you today. That's, but it can't come from waiting for external sources. It is the brain which is internal to you. It's a closed system, completely closed. There is nothing you can do uh, or you can try. You can go to a psychologist and that can be helpful for many people or a counselor or whatever. So you can seek outside people to penetrate through your skull into your brain. But at the end of the day, it is on you. So that's number one. It's you. You can have assistance from others, but the buck stops with you. As Rabbi Hillel said in the Middle Ages, if I don't love me, who will? In the same, and in the same way, I'm going to change those. If I don't regenerate and transform my brain, who will? It's not external. It's internal. And number two, it's the brain. I mean, I'm going to repeat that. It is literally the brain. Some people are like, no, you got to get your heart right and your feeling. You know, it's the brain. Your heart pumps blood. Brain. Now, of course, every part of your body is inextricably tied together, but you can chop a finger off and you'll survive. You can't chop a chunk of your brain out uh, very well. You'll lose, I mean, you'll either die or have severe handicap. So it's in the brain. That's number two. Now, let's assume you know that. It's not external and it's, or it's not external forces like waiting for the government to fix the politics. I'm saying if the government can fix some things, that's great. I'm not anti that. I'm not anti uh, you waiting till you have more money to be. Ha- I'm just saying don't wait for it because you'll be waiting for the rest of your life and you will die. And like the first lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, said, life's like a parachute jump. You only get one attempt. So you can't go, okay, I learned my lesson. I'm going to go back and be 20 again. No, you're done. This is it. Today's done. You don't ever get it back. Begin it today. Start in the brain. Number three is I want you to be uh, very specific. There's a good book here I'm going to be going over in the book of the day. It's called Switch. Amazing book. If you haven't read it by uh, Chip Heath, two brothers wrote it. And in there he goes through what you have to do to switch bad habits. Because right when we talk about regeneration and transformation, you're pretty much rewiring things you don't like obviously you're going to keep all the stuff you like and we don't need to do a video for that so all the stuff you already like about yourself you can ignore this it's all the stuff you don't like and more importantly they don't like but that you can accurately assess are holding you back for me like i was talking about a simple one is i have bad sleeping habits like i'll go to bed early sometimes and go to bed at five o'clock sometimes i've never liked going to bed early from a little kid well sometimes it's irrelevant and it's okay, but sometimes it actually harms my end game. Like I'm too tired. You know, I got to meet someone for business at eight in the morning. I'll be too tired. So there are times when I want to have the ability to, in a sense, here regeneration could also be called manipulation. But I like the Charles Darwin phrase: be adaptable. Be like, you know what? At this point in my life, it's going to serve my goals better to go to bed at eight o'clock at night every day and wake up at four in the morning. And I want the ability to do it. There's an old saying. From a couple thousand years ago. Who is mighty? He who has control over himself or herself. That's what the regeneration is. And to get there, this point number three, you must be able to pinpoint. And this is what Switch talks about. In that book, uh, I wish I could find it. I don't know where it is. I'll have to look for it later. Where are you? Uh, no. 
Chip Heath. It's on my website, tylopez.com. I want you to be able to start by pinpointing one simple thing. Maybe it's how you procrastinate and never change the oil in your car. Remember, the good news is if you fix that thing that doesn't get you what you want, then you rewire your genes. Literally, the catalyst and the enzymes that are released at the genetic level will begin to change, and then it'll be easier to do the big thing. That's why I'm like, when myself, and I'm like, Ty, just go to bed for one day early, and then solve tomorrow another day. This is what the saying means. Unless you are born again, you won't see the kingdom. I don't mean this in a religious sense. I mean it in a very scientific sense. You have to have the ability to go back. And the reason I use that phrase, uh, if you're a Christian, you know, I'm not trying, this is not a disrespectful thing. Uh, you go back like a baby because the baby is completely malleable, completely moldable to its environment. That's what makes humans so successful as a species on the planet. You and I, when we're born, we're like an open book. So what I'm saying to you now is, you're obviously not a baby if you're watching this video. You might be 18, you might be 80. Whatever age you are, you must have the ability, and this is the fourth one and the most important. Number one, two, three, number four, is you have to have the ability to, once you pinpoint it, and number three, a specific thing, you have to have this ability to go, I'm gonna start off as a clean slate. Now you might say, that's Ty, that's completely impossible. Well, if you heard my other video, what did Eric remark, the Pulitzer Prize winning writer, the all quiet of the, on the Western Front? He said, uh, we grow old only through our memory. There's much too little forgetting. There are things you have to forget. Maybe you've been bullied. You have to dig deeply inside yourself, pinpoint something. I have a fear because of my bullying. Go back, be reborn around that one area, regenerate, be a fresh, clean slate and go, I'm gonna try new on people. Some kids bullied me in high school, what does that have to do with today, right? It's easier said than done, but it is doable. This is simple, it's not easy. I didn't promise you easy. You gotta love the grind and you gotta see it as an exciting challenge. You know what? I, and by the way, the antithesis, the thing that's gonna hold you back from doing these four things, I've been talking about this recently, is when you start go, oh no, no, this is my personality type. Well, guess what? Personality types are malleable. Some things aren't and you don't need to change some core parts of your personality, but those ones that are holding you back, maybe it's being shy, maybe you would have, had you not been, had your genes changed by being bullied, uh, maybe you would have been the most outgoing person ever. What a tragedy, millions of people walking around right now that were meant to be extroverted, but were manipulated by their environment, by their senses, not, and they had no control, and even as they got older, they're still manipulated by their brain, by their thoughts. They haven't been able to go, I'm gonna go back like a little kid and I'm gonna start over. I want you, and that's what number four is about, I want you to start over on some stuff. Easier said than done, but it's doable. How can you start over? If Helen Keller was, here's a picture of her with uh, Alexander Graham Bell, okay? Happy, changed the world, she lived into her 80s, happy woman, you know, had impact, had satisfaction, rubbed shoulders with great people. How'd she do it? Well, 
She lost her eyesight at 19 months. She lost her hearing at 19 months. She regenerated herself. She said, okay, I'm going to go back as if I was never born. And I'm going to come back into the world as if this is normal. As if it's normal to have no hearing and no sight. I'm going to reshape the world. This is one of the 67 steps that Alan Nation told me. An entrepreneur makes the world in their own image. I want you to remake the world in the image that uh, matches up with your end game goal. Want to be a millionaire? But you grew up around all poor people? Go back mentally and be a clean slate again. Pinpoint it precisely. Go back and be a clean slate. You want to be happier? Be like, I got to start over like a little baby because babies are very malleable. Obviously, they have some natural propensities and natural personality types. There's a balance here to this conversation. Thumbs in. Some things, you may be a natural introvert. Okay, and you don't need to change that. I'm talking about if you are introverted, not because it's natural, but because of major trauma. Remember, Helen Keller says, you and I go down the same train tracks, but we have this different experiences. I want you to be able to control the experience you have. I want you to not be like Madonna when she comes in here. She only experiences my library here in her little dog eyes. She didn't have that ability to go, ooh, there's something bigger here. There's lights and there's books and there's knowledge and there's all this happening at once. Same room, different experience. I want you to go back out into the world of health and go, same body, same environment. I go back as a little kid. And by the way, we're finding now, science is finding that kids who eat a lot of fat food genetically change and are more likely to put on, uh, to have more fat cells when they get older. It's a tragedy. Parents, that it's a tragedy what parents are doing to their kids. Because these kids are blank slates. You could make them love broccoli, but do we? No, no, we just fall in. If you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker and most parents are making their kids the sucker. I hope you don't. And if you're not a parent, then I hope you're not making yourself the sucker. Manipulate positively your environment. Remember these four things. These four things hold the key. I'm going to be talking more of these in these next couple ones because this is so big on my mind. I had somebody who worked for me and just all the potential in the world to me. Intelligent, hardworking, honest, energetic, yet all the barriers in the world to getting them what they wanted literal walls and I'm like how can I get you to be a blank slate again so that you can regenerate and transform all these crazy ideas all these fear-based ideas all these mental maps that you got from your parents why do you keep looping and reverting back what does that have to do like the old saying what's that have to do the price of tea in China like who cares now I know the answer I know that we're hardwired this way evolutionarily I know that this is built into us but I'm saying Helen Keller overcame it. So one person did. You can. I can if she could. She's just a normal woman. Same genes as everybody. But she was able to go, no, I don't need eyesight anymore. I don't need hearing. I go back to the I go back to the drawing board. I go back to a blank slate. And my world is now gonna be great just through touch. Through touch. What power? What potential is in that? It's it's mind blowing to me. So I'm going to leave you with this. Right here a note. What is it? What is the pinpoint thing? 
that you need to regenerate and go back to blank slate mode. What can you, what do you need to be a blank slate on? Tell me. Leave me a note here. If it's a podcast, leave it as a review. If it's YouTube, enter a comment on the page or on my website. I'm going to be talking about this a lot in my emails, my daily emails. <clears throat> Tylopez.com. Uh, put your email in. It's completely free. Be on my book of the day. If this has reached out to you, reach out to me at Twitter, at Ty Lopez. I check. I can't answer all of them, but I answer a lot of people. And uh, when you go on my site, you can also email me in the inbox there. I got a free private inbox. So regeneration, my friend, transformation, resensing the world, not being bound by the past as much as you have, picking your, picking your outcome. If you want to be happy, experiencing some level of autonomy where you're not, don't feel like, oh, my brain's going this way. I have to succumb to it. By the way, a little practical tip. Sometimes when my brain is like, oh, itch, itch your arm, Ty, I'll purposely not do it just to gain some control back. Now, obviously, if you need to itch because there's a spider on it, then your brain is telling you what you need to do. But you'd be surprised how often your brain, brain has phantom feelings that you don't need to respond to. So regenerate. All right. Anyway, tylopez.com. Talk to you soon.